Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hello again, this is Carol Topp from homeschoolcpa.com and uh, this is part two of a two-part interview with Melissa Robb who's a homeschool leader from Rhode Island. In the previous episode Melissa explained how on a monthly basis her homeschool group hosts public events on an introduction to homeschooling around around her state of Rhode Island and I loved the idea of how they were so externally focused and helping people to have confidence and share stories showing that they can homeschool successfully too, meeting a lot of people's uh, emotional needs. And uh, I think you're going to continue to enjoy what Melissa has to share as she talks a little bit more about what she is seeing in these public events that she hosts, how homeschooling has changing, how the reasons that people come to her public events is is different what is their motivation and why are they looking to homeschool i think that that will be very insightful to you because chances are it's happening in your neck of the woods as well and i think as homeschool leaders you need to be equipped to what is motivating people to homeschool right now so you can better meet their needs and understand how to help them so here is part two of a podcast interview I did with Melissa Robb from Enrich Homeschool Organization in Rhode Island. So, so you've, you know, you've been doing this for a while, I think, like, well, yeah. 10 years. How, how, how are the folks who are coming and interested in homeschooling different from maybe they were when you started homeschooling or when Enrich started? Sure. Um, what I see a lot of, and I think all of our board is aware of this, and we um, have been working on programming as a result, is it used to seem like it was more people who were kind of thinking about homeschooling at an early age, and then around kindergarten or first grade, they would start to homeschool and want programming. Now, we're, because there's a lot of people who are not putting their kids in school at all. They, they already know that's not where they want their kids, um, whether it because they already have a kid in, in public school and they already know they don't want to put their next kid in or, or just, you know, because they know that's not the path they want. So we've had to expand that. We have a lot of people who are coming who don't need to report yet. They don't even need to know the legality of everything in Rhode Island yet. They just need to know that there's support out there. And so we've had to expand our, our programming for a lot of preschoolers. But also, the group that has grown by leaps and bounds has been the people who are coming from a bad situation. We even yeah. have people in, in 10th, 11th grade being taken out of school to homeschool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rest that me. is a big yeah. decision. Yeah. That is a huge, yeah. it's not, yeah. you're not coming to homeschooling from a natural place, a place of fear or something horrible. And it, whether it be bullying or IEPs that aren't working for kids, and, and these families are tired and they, the kids are tired and they need to just de-school for a while. They need to chill out and find their happy and their joy again. And they kind of need permission about that. Um, But that group of people, yeah, that's one of the largest growing groups of people. And um, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's tough to see, but it's a different message. And you know, as we I sit there in an intro to homeschool session, and I figure out, you know, they tell me who they are from whence they came, why they're there. You know, it changes my message a little bit as opposed to if I didn't have anybody coming from that, you know, sitting in front of me at that time. But and and they find each other, you know, they're hearing each other talking about similar things from different mm-hmm. places in the state. Mm-hmm. It isn't their mm-hmm. town. It isn't their school. It's happening everywhere. And and it's very emotional. And um, my hmm. gosh, I couldn't do it more than once a month. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't yeah. handle it. it it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot. I could, I could see that. Yep. I, I, I would say we spend about, about yeah. we spend a, a, about maybe half an hour talking about the legalities and the other okay. hour and a half of our sessions is really support. Wow. So, yep. so two hour sessions. That makes sense. And especially <sighs> I, I was gonna say I loved what you talked about people who are leaving a bad situation in, in a school or that their kids have been through some kind of trauma probably that they need this permission to de school. And it's mm-hmm. and, and so you you don't want to just load them up with um, okay here's your science curriculum and here's your English and sit down yeah. kid and put your nose in the in the books and six hours a day and you're not gonna lift up your face to talk to anybody. Right. No, they might just need to uh, yeah and you know tell them what de-schooling is or unschooling for six months a semester maybe yeah. a whole year, and that's okay. I love how you say we have to give them permission that they can do that and not worry mm-hmm. that they're failing their kids. You're actually probably saving or rescuing their kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we don't, in the beginning, we did do a lot of curriculum talk and local resources talk and things like that. And we soon realized that was not a good use of our time. There's wow. a bazillion choices for curriculum. Why am I talking about that? You know, there's, and, and there's so many places to get that information. The, the families who are coming need to know that they don't need to recreate school at home and they need to know what that means. And so yeah. giving them permission yeah. to just go be happy, I feel that's one of my biggest missions when I'm sitting in front of them is to make sure when they walk out the door, they know they're not trying to recreate public school, unless that's what's right for them, and it is right for some families, um, that, they have, that they can't mess it up. I promise them, I promise every <laughs> one of them, they're not, their kid isn't going to be a failure because of something they do. And, and if it feels too easy, that's because you're doing it right, not wrong. Mm. And that it's supposed to be a lifestyle, and it's supposed to feel magical, and it's supposed to be like when your kids were little and life was just beautiful. And that's what I try to get across to them. I think that's yeah. way more important than how to homeschool. You know, that's a different conversation. Right. Right, like you said, they can find those resources curriculum. You can send them to a to a conference if there's one yeah. nearby to look at books. That's the least of yeah. their problems. I know it's funny when 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 people find out I homeschooled my kids and my kids are graduating grown ups now. But it's like, well, how did you pick curriculum? And mm-hmm. I want to laugh. Like you kidding? <laughs> that is like the least of our problems. They, yeah. they, but these parents who are leaving a situation. And maybe all they know is education in an institutional school. Yeah. So they've never been exposed to anything else. They don't. They don't know how. Well, you mean I can just give my kids a stack of books and read? And how do how do I even know what their interests are? How do they right. know what their interests are? How, they haven't had an opportunity to even explore what they're interested in. Yeah. Oh, God bless you for what you're doing, Melissa. Yeah. This is absolutely and, wonderful. 
And, you know, there's yeah. that end of it, but there's also the end of we have to make sure everybody is on the same page for what is legally required because okay. overcompliance is a problem, and we don't want that to happen. So that's another so mission for sure that what, I have. What's overcompliance? <laughs> so in Rhode Island, um, and also Massachusetts is the same way, uh, there is the state law, Massachusetts is case law, and every school district in Rhode Island is 36. They all interpret the laws, the state laws, differently. Oh, great. And they all have their own policies. <laughs> so i got to tell you, this time of year is one of my busiest times of year because whether you're sending in your end-of-year letter or your letter of intent for the next year, there's a lot of questions, and every year there's some school district that decides to go too far and ask for too much. And, uh, and some people will get that information if they don't know that they don't have to. Yeah. So um, yeah. making sure everybody's on the same page is really important, and that's definitely important um, for our non-members to hear, the, pe- the public to hear. In, in Ohio, it's, I, always, I never sent in more than two pages of paper, and, um, and I remember uh, one mom saying, well, I copied the table of contents of every textbook that I was going to use that year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the, the same story. That's, that's exactly what I could say, too. You really only have to do two pages, and they're not even full pages in Rhode Island. And, I mean, it takes minutes, and yet people will send in, oh, my gosh, so much stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. we would just want to make sure everybody knows what they're required to do and not anymore. Yeah. Well, I think we could keep talking because I, 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 but I'd like to keep my podcast short. But I love the sort <laughs> of homeschooling that you do to the public. But you, you also do a lot of really cool stuff, like you said, for members like Curriculum Night, and I think you have some how to homeschool and high school information nights. I love that yeah. you guys are are doing that and uh, meeting your members' needs there as well as people who are interested in homeschooling. So fabulous. Yeah. Yay. Thank and thanks for your time to talk to, you know, oh, you're welcome. the podcast here and others to listen because like you just said, this is a very busy time for you. Yes, you get phone is. calls, emails, you're helping people know what the, the legal Yeah, I remember seeing yes. a survey that um the Homeschool Legal Defense Association did that said the folks who are interested in homeschooling, their their number one their their top two questions are what does it take to legally homeschool and where to find curriculum? And yeah. I love how you said earlier, Melissa, but when, when you get them and meet them in person for two hours, they don't even realize it, but they have all these emotional and support needs too, and you're giving it to them. Yeah. And, you're, and they're walking out of there with uh, you know, a good feeling about homeschooling, uh, hope, confidence, yeah. and, and, and obviously appreciative to your, your homeschool group for, for offering it. So. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, thanks. It was lovely talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.